It's the dog days of summer, and that can mean only one thing. It's time for more JRPGs. So sit back and relax, as we've got a great podcast coming for you right now. Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is the JRPG Report, episode 68. I am your host, James Fisher. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. And guys, we have got, literally, my screen is just full of uh, link tabs. It is just bursting at the same. So much information to cover this week. I'm really excited to bring some of this news to you if you haven't already heard about it. Um, some, some shorter stories, but then we'll dive in deep to some, uh, some more in depth, uh, things, but I guess first and foremost, I want to talk about something that is not exactly, um, a actual JRPG, but rather a system that you can play them on. And one of the new homes to our genre is the Nintendo switch and perhaps oddly, and perhaps unsurprisingly to some, they did finally announce a new system, but it may not be what you're expecting. So um, just the other day, they announced the Nintendo Switch Lite. This will be coming out on September 20th, and it'll be priced uh, here in the U.S. at $199.99. you got three colors to choose from, yellow, gray, and turquoise. Um Basically, did I say it comes out September 20th? I'm pretty sure it did. Okay. So think of your Switch, but now this is going to be all one solid unit. So no detachable Joy-Cons anymore. And this cannot be hooked up to your TV either. Um, but it is a smaller price point for some people that just want to get into and hand, you know, the handheld versions of the games. It kind of takes away the the TV aspect of it. Um, there's also going to be a special edition come out on November the 8th for the same price point, And it'll be called the light Zakian and Zimazenta. <laughs> I guess I said that's correct editions. So that'll come out along with Pokemon sword and shield. So if you're thinking about it and you are a Pokemon fanatic, you will want to wait uh, until that comes out. So uh, this is, this is a bit odd to me. That uh, a that they the timing of it right. So we just had E three not that long ago, and Nintendo finally came out and said we're not announcing anything hardware related, and they didn't. <laughs> so uh, you kind of felt like maybe that was the end of it. And so randomly in the middle of the summer, for a system that's not coming out until September, they announced this light version. And I think I'd be more on board with it if it had the TV support. It's a little odd that it doesn't, in my opinion. Um, I understand the non-detachable Joy-Cons. Obviously, that can help drive down the price point a little bit. But I don't see a whole lot of point to this. Um, I'm nearly positive the Switch is $250, right? So this is $50 cheaper. Um, and you lose that ability. And it kind of, in my opinion... It, it should have been cheaper. So if you come out this at 150, maybe it's a little more value to me. But I've already got a switch, so this is I'm really not their target audience anyway. And I'd be interested to know what you guys think. Is this 
you know, do you have a switch? And if you don't, is this something that you're excited about? Or would you rather just pony up the extra money and get the full version of it? And, you know, the rumors are still uh, in the weeds everywhere is about a new switch model. Um, when you play certain games and then you fire up your PS4 pro, you certainly notice that the switch is needing a hardware boost here pretty soon. So is it something that you're like, I don't want to buy a system, then have a new version come out in a year. We'll just have to wait and see if that is indeed, um, going to pan out or not, but I'll be curious to know what you guys think. So head over to the Facebook page, JRPG report, and let me know what you think about it. Uh, keeping on switch, we've got a few stories about it. Of course, everyone is gearing up for fire emblem three houses, which will be out on July 26th. Um, we talked about, uh, a new video that came out last week. Well, there's a new one this week as well. And this one will introduce the blue lions. One of the other, three noble houses at the officer's academy i'm guessing probably next week we'll get the third trailer so you guys are interested in that one you'll want to check it out i was talking with my brother a little bit about this title and we are both uh complete noobs in the fire emblem uh realm so he's kind of on the same page that i am that this is definitely not a day one purchase for either one of us, but it's a, a, like this game has got us more intrigued than any of the other previous titles. Obviously being on the switch is a big bonus for me. Um, a small side note, I'm pretty sure my daughter has lost my three DS. I don't know how that's possible as we've pretty much, <laughs> we have scoured the entire house looking for the thing and can't find it. So, um, yeah, games are not going to be happening on the 3DS and the Fisher household anytime soon, <laughs> which is which is a little sad to be to be quite honest. Um, but yeah, definitely looking forward to that game. But it's probably something I'm going to pick up a little more down the road. Let's say we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, some other quick stories: we uh, there is a new. Uh, trailer for the Alliance HD Remastered, which is called uh, Unlikely Heroes. Um, publisher NIS America says that uh, despite coming from different races and ideologies, nine individuals come together to unite a fractured world and reclaim it from the demons, invaders that cause darkness to envelop the sky. And of course, this one is coming out October 8th for PS4, Switch, and PC. In North America, on October 10th. In Japan, October 11th. In Europe, so pretty sure I shared that over on the Facebook page too. If you guys want to, just go and check that out. That's a new trailer for the Alliance Alive. Um, kind of an odd story. I, I'm pretty sure this was an Xbox One game. Um, maybe, maybe the next one. But anyway, we're the West is finally getting a sequel to Kingdom Under Fire called Kingdom Under Fire 2. Uh, GameForge will publish this in uh, North America and Europe. Um, this was the Blue Side developed multiplayer online RPG. This will come out uh, later in 2019 uh, for PC and across multiple digital platforms. So if you are a fan of the original Kingdom Under Fire which uh, came out quite a few years ago. Yeah, 2004. Um, 
about when that was they announced this uh sequel back in 2008 so you're on the um kingdom hearts three time scale here with this sequel but if you are looking forward to it you can finally play the sequel sometime um in 2019 we'll keep you updated when that one um actually does go out we talked a little bit about uh the pc uh game brew blue protocol um that they will be doing a beta of course this is in japan so you'd have to know your japanese pretty well but uh, the beta has now been increased from 5,000 to 10,000 users you can still sign up for that one until july 16th um that is that's good you know more more users the better we did get a few more details about this one um they had a a trailer that came out for it that kind of really shows it off looks like a pretty cool game of course i'll probably waiting to see if this one makes its way uh console wise but so I, I did pick up a new pc the other day but um, we'll see about playing on it well that one's yet to be yet to be determined uh, some more quick stories, a kind of an odd story, but I guess it, um, it fits in. We, we keep talking about these anniversaries. Well, the 10th anniversary of Dragon Quest Nine, Sentinels of the Starry Skies, is happening uh, here actually today on July 11th. And they are doing a special live stream uh, to kind of commemorate that, um, that happening. The broadcast will feature Dragon Quest Nine producer... Uh, Ichimura from Square Enix, director Fujisawa from Story Note, director Hino from Level 5, and um, there is a Master of Ceremonies as well, Riko Mahashi. Segments will include memories and behind-the-scenes stories from development, multiplayer, a Q&A, and more. You can catch that all on YouTube if your Japanese is up to par. Uh, they said there are no plans for a particular announcement during the broadcast, uh, this is kind of just to say, hey, it's 10 years ago. Dragon Quest Nine was an odd um, odd title for me. Overall, I definitely enjoyed it, but it was lacking in almost every aspect, in my opinion, um, where you just had the one main character and then you made your party of people at the pub just random random people you you completely lost something that is so prevalent in dragon quest games which is your character development and really caring about these people that you're saving the world with and that while that game had a pretty cool overall story it was only about the main character it really didn't uh, bring in anybody else to i i can appreciate them wanting to take some sort of different stride with it but Overall, you know, it was definitely one I played once and was done with it, and that's all I needed to <laughs> needed to know. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven uh, had a short trailer come out voicing one of their voice drama downloadable contents, which will be out for Dragon Quest S on the Switch. This one is called The Two Thieves and the Legendary Treasure. Um, this is an overview of the scene. They say before his first encounter with the hero, the thief Eric wandered around the world of Adria. There he met a man, a great adventure drama of two sad thieves surround a legendary treasure is about 
to begin. Uh, this will have uh, Eric, his sister Mia, Dirk, who was his uh, partner in crime, the other thief that turned into the merchant, Don Canoli, and of course, the seer. So if you are um, have played Dragon Quest XI, you know a little bit about this story. I don't know how much you don't know about it, honestly, because that was, that was definitely told in the main game, but we'll have to um, wait and see how that one all turns out. It looks like pretty interesting, um, kind of delving more into those character stories, and I have a feeling that we will see more and more of these come out um, leading up to the release of Dragon Quest XI-S, Definitive Edition on Switch Worldwide on September the 27th. Another uh, old game getting the old remake treatment. Another one I didn't get a chance to play. This one I think came out on Vita and uh, 3DS. Uh, Conception Plus Maintenance of the 12 Stars is coming to PS4 and PC via Steam on November 5th in North America and November 8th in Europe. Publisher Spike Chunsoff announced at the Anime Expo 2019. It will include both English and Japanese voiceovers and English, Japanese, and traditional Chinese text. The PlayStation 4 version will have a $60 Day 1 edition, which will include a mini calendar featuring the 13 Maidens, and an NIS America Store exclusive $99 Star God's Blessing edition, which has a copy of the game, collector's box, official art book, two-disc soundtrack, art cards, and a beach towel. Good grief. <laughs> um, another one, like I said, I did not get a chance to play this one. This is an, an older game, so I'm kind of surprised it's, it's at that price point. It seems a bit steep for a, a remake of an old game, but we'll see how that one ends up doing. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. Speaking of special editions, I knew the opening animation for Code Vein came out. This was also at Anime Expo. And uh, they announced that they have a special edition as well. It is called uh, the Revenant Bundle. It's available at the Bandai Namco store. This has the copy of the game, Metal Case, uh, Mia Karnstein figure, digital soundtrack, and digital art book. Um, don't have a price point on that, but Concern has, has, has the figure in it. That one could be a little little more pricey to it or not would not imagine that would be um only let's say 99 dollars, which tends to be the um i don't know the default <laughs> um price point for these deluxe editions but we'll just have to wait and see on that one let's see um i know a couple people are going to be quite happy about this story. Um, Bandai Nemco is bringing both Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth and Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth Hacker's Memory to Switch and PC on October 18th. This will be called Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth Complete Edition. This was announced at the Anime Expo 2019 during the Future of Digimon panel. CyberSooth first released on the Vita in Japan in March 2015. Came out uh, PS4 and Vita worldwide in February of 2016. A PS4 version was later released in Japan uh, in December of 2017. 
Hacker's Memory originally came out on PS4 and Vita in December of 2017, Japan worldwide in the next January. So be looking forward to that one on October 18th, all you Digimon fans out there. That one's been around for quite a while. We got news that Yokai Watch 4 is coming west at the Anime Expo 2019. A lot of these things are breaking out then. Um, this is going to be for the Switch in the West. A release window was not um, was not announced yet. The company know that Yokai Watch 4 has content that requires the player to have watched specific non-localized Yokai Watch films to fully understand. While Level 5 cannot confirm that these that it will localize these movies as expressed desire to do so. I think you would want to do that. Um, that's asking quite a bit of your uh, fan base to bring a game over and um, not and, re- and say you, you really need to watch these movies, but we're not going to localize them for you either. That's um, that would that would not be that cool. Um, I gotta just say that right now. <laughs> you need to do that, uh, level five, if you are going to, going to do that. So, news about, uh, the series Caligula Effect. It has it had its third anniversary in Japan, and the producer talked about a little bit about the future of the series. He, um, let's see, that is, uh, Yamanaka. He had thanked fans for attending. He said, little by little, we're making the series bigger. We're working hard to be able to deliver everyone happy news, so please continue to give us your support. So, this is a series that will will continue. It is not um, not quite done just yet. So, fans, if you are enjoying the Caligula effect, they are teasing that there is more to come uh, for that series. Quickly, we, we talked last week about uh, Death End Request 2 that it was announced. They are uh, definitely working on that. There's now a teaser website and a new trailer uh, for this. There's yet to be any release date announced for this PlayStation 4 game. I'll try to post that over on the Facebook page as well for you guys to check out if you're interested in seeing what Death End Request 2 is starting to look like in its early stages. We've got a lot more stories to get to, but let's take a quick timeout and thank our sponsor, Anchor, for bringing you this podcast. We'll be right back. So let's take a look ahead and then a look into the past a little bit with the Trails of series as a couple stories came out about it. New trail, uh, Trails of Cold Steel 3 trailer came out called Trial by Fire. And they had some uh, some news and notes to talk about with it. Uh, they say that uh, there's the new Brave Order. So you might have seen this in some of the other trailers. There's a new battle feature. Brave Orders provide party-wide buffs to give an upper hand for a certain number of turns. They can be issued any time within the battle by using Brave Points. So, of course, you could add the buffs with uh, with your arts or with your crass but this looks like it is a a new system that you can use points on in order to do that quickly and easily of course there are the link attacks which is a follow-up move from comrades that's triggered when an effective attack unbalances the enemy 
and which accrues your brave points. They can be gained when performing an assist or consumed when using the burst, rush, or uh, all-out attacks. Be wise in deciding when to spend them. Uh, once you get the all-out attack, it's really... You, you've got to build up five points and use that. That's just That just goes without saying. Of course, arts and crafts and S-crafts are back as well. I try. I'm pretty sure I shared that story and trailer O on the Facebook page. So head on over to the JRPG Report. Give us a like and check that out while you were over there. Along with uh, any other trailers that we talked about today. They should all be over there for your viewing pleasure. Um, we had talked about that uh, live stream a little bit from the Trails of series. Well, there was also... A um, an interview with Falcom President Toshihiro Kondo, and he interviewed with uh, I'm not sure if there's an online publication or magazine called Easy Allies, and this goes into a little bit more about um, Zero Non Kanishi and Ao Non I'm sorry, Kaseki. <laughs> My Japanese is poor. If you guys haven't already noticed this. Um, so let's just, uh, we will quickly go through, you know, I don't think we need to read the whole thing. Basically, it's just saying that, uh, both the Crossbell games are going to get remade. It's just going to take some time. Um, they are in the earliest stages of figuring out how best to do this as these were PSP games. It's going to take a little bit of work. Um, obviously you still got... Uh, localization for three and four of Cold Steel that needs to come out. You know they want to also look at Trails in the Sky at some point, putting those out. But it looks like that uh, the two Crossbell titles that have never been available in the West are going to come out. It'll be on PS4, probably either uh, <laughs> at the launch of PS5, perhaps even afterwards. But he also talked about... Um, looking ahead to the new consoles and basically just was like that they don't have a lot of information yet on these new ones, but that when they do come out that they will continue, um, what fans have expected from them in the past and, um, they will keep going with it. So exciting news to say the least. It's one of those, honestly, those were games that didn't figure would ever make it over here, but with the success of cold steel, um, and fans have been clamoring for these games for a while. I think they finally, it's also probably a money issue, right? You got to have some extra funds in order to devote to, um, even developing these games, uh, for the West. So I think we'll finally see that. Uh, we've got same, uh, some persona five Royal news. Of course, we had, uh, new trailers come out for both on and, uh, Yuseki. Uh, so you can check those out. But there was also the uh, Morgana's Report number three came out. And uh, you remember me talking there. It's, it looked like there was a, uh, a combo, like special attack that was in one of the trailers and they did in fact uh, say that this is called a special flashy com uh, called showtime um 
is when you deepen the bonds between the members of the Phantom Thieves, you can unlock uh, these special attacks. Um, traits that exhibit special effects have also been added to each persona. There are various types of traits, which can even be carried over during fusion and create powerful personas. Special accessories that, when equipped, enable the use of a specific skill during battle. Those have been added. Um, you buy, uh, they're adding that new darts mini game by playing that with the party and dimming your bonds. Your uh, baton touch rank will increase, which will manifest various effects such as higher attack power or SP recovery during those baton um, touches. Uh, the new area, uh, Kitchen Oji, I believe that's how it says. It's also home to unique shops. At the rag shop, you can trade in the armor you obtain in the palaces and mementos for money. By saving up trading points, you may be able to exchange them for something good, it says. Uh, in response to a user question about whether the original story of Persona 5 will see major changes due to new ailments added in Royal, Regana said, in Persona 5 Royal, while taking care to preserve the main story of Persona 5 without modification, an episode will, will, an episode untold in Persona 5 will unfold. Regana's report number four will come out in August. So we're learning bits and pieces about this game as it's, uh, as it's coming out. We will no doubt learn a lot more before we finally see this west side sometime in uh well 2020 they're saying so we'll get it we'll get it some point right I, a game i had never heard about and uh, i shared this trailer for you guys as well please go check this one out it is called haven and it is by game bakers they developed a game called uh furry or Fury. I'm not sure how it's pronounced exactly. That's F-U-R-I. Um, this game is going to be coming out for PS4, Steam, and PC in 2020. And it's a very unique looking game. It, is, it looks like there's a, um, a couple who has been stranded on a lost planet. And they've got to, uh, you know, get resources, power, all this stuff. It's, it's kind of futuristic looking. But still a very human-looking game. Um, the battle system is straight-up turn-based and very unique-looking. Uh, while these two people explore, their, they fly around and glide along the ground. Very uh, has a very cool artistic style to it. Um, it kind of blew me away a little bit, as you know, we we tend to see the same games over and over again, so. Anytime I can see a very unique looking game with a pretty cool looking hook to it and then has an awesome battle system on top of it, I'm definitely going to be down for that. Um, We'll have to wait a little while till it comes out, but when it does, I'll be checking that one out. That one's called Haven, so definitely check it out. Let Let me know what you think about this one. It looks pretty cool. We got some uh, Yeez 9 notes to talk about. Uh, a new trailer came out for uh, the game's sixth Mostrum. He is called Red King. Of course, this game is coming out on PS4 September 26th in Japan. 
later in the West. So they're uh, popping these guys out left and right. We also got the same uh, details on the unique skills uh, from the previously announced Monstrums. So uh, we got Wild Scratch, who uh, the White Cat uses. Um, a skill attack in which White Cat leashes a big two-hit scratch attack after diving at the enemy from a distance. Uh, Hawk can use the Carnage Lancer. It's a skill attack in which Hawk lunges into the enemy and fires off a laser-like stab. Very cool looking. Uh, Doll can use uh, Ginsu Rambu. It's a three-stage attack which starts with a series of consecutive stabs that utilize the qualities of Doll's flexible sweep sword. Followed by a wide-ranging spinning slash and ending with a forward explosion. Uh, not surprisingly, Raging Bull can use Stampede. It's a skill attack in which Raging Bull charges with all her might to generate a shockwave and strike the enemy in front of her. And then Renegade can use Dark Inferno. Uh, this generates a Dark Sphere in front of him, which pulls the nearby enemy while consecutively dealing damage game is starting to really come together and look pretty cool just needs to uh head west at some point so that we can really uh get a look at it uh the last big story i want to talk about is uh that atelier riza gameplay that got revealed there was a live stream that was about an hour or so long and uh the first like 26 minutes of it were kind of just talking back and forth between the people. Of course, you know, it's five um, Japanese people, so don't have a clue what they're talking about, but they seem to be having a good time. And finally, they get into some gameplay, and it showed about 10 minutes or so of actual gameplay. Um, it did show wandering around not only the town, but around the uh, areas around the town. And we talked about... Um, last time like gathering resources and uh, so like Ryza will definitely go up to like a tree and if she uses like her mallet to bang on it it will um, drop apples or you know fruit or something like that seeds whatever the case may be as she's going up to the trees that can be harvested like that they kind of glow so you know it's a gather point um, and once you start to uh, hit this tree a life bar or so pops up above it each strike lowers life bar so you can choose to either bang it to get apples or you can break out your axe if you want to gather wood from it then once its life bar is depleted you can either gather from it i'm assuming that'll regenerate you'll be able to come back to it but yeah you don't actually chop down the tree or anything like that but I thought that was a very interesting way of gathering resources. Kind of adds a little bit more of an oomph to it, rather than just oh, there's a sparkly spot over there. Let's go, let's go pick it up, right? Um, but what I really want to talk about, and I shared the link to the whole thing. So if you guys want to check it out, um, skip ahead to that gameplay, and it definitely shows. Um, it shows the combat, right? And. There is a moving uh, action order that goes along the, the left side of the screen, and it's pretty constantly moving. And I, I can only tell you what it looks like to me, okay? 
it looks fast paced while still being turn based. It kind of looks like the three characters are auto attacking. So you've got your order. It's got the, your allies on the left side of the bar and the enemies on the right side. So it looks a little bit like Grandia in that aspect. Big plus of course, from me and as they get closer to the bar, you know, there's a bar down there. That's the actual when things are going to happen. When it's your turn, if you're not auto-attacking, or I guess choosing to auto-attack, then you can implement certain you know, special abilities. So looks like you can cancel enemy attacks. Looks like you can unleash your special attacks at that point. But if you don't do anything, they're just going to auto-attack. That's just my initial impression. I may be wrong on that, but it was, it was going right along. There was not, um, while it was not, you know, action... It was definitely still turn-based, but it wasn't slow. It felt like really smooth and really fluid. I was impressed. Uh, I've been impressed with this game from the get-go, but I'm, I was even more impressed once I saw um, the battles. So even more to look forward to from this title. I, I'm wondering when we're going to stop hearing about this one every week, and it hasn't happened yet. So maybe this will be the week that... Uh, that we stopped getting some information about Atelier Raza. We'll wait and see. Uh, one final story, and this is not really something I'm going to talk a lot about. This will be our special, like, it can only come from Japan, game of the week or something like that, and hopefully we don't have games like this every single week. Um, publisher P-Cube and Indonesian developer Studio Nanapa have announced... I'm assuming this is a seal fledge. This is a wholesome simulator about raising a daughter in a future world. (laughs) Yeah, it's coming out for PC and uh, switch uh, in the fall. I'm assuming it's only coming out in Japan. And they say, uh, Seal Fledge is a game about raising the adopted daughter in a future world that still has hope. Featuring compelling management gameplay and a lovable cast of characters, it's up to you to take care of Seal until she reaches adulthood and becomes ready to fledge the nest. Yeah. Um, daughter Raising Simulators. That is... It's just... It's odd. It's odd to say the least. It is a Japan... Or at least a... Um, eastern looking game through and through quick side note when i was trying to look up uh on the Nam- bantai namco page uh, about special edition there is a special uh tales of vesperia definitive edition repeat figurine on the store and it looks so cool for about 75 dollars you can own it as well maybe something that uh can get for myself for christmas or something anyway so that's going to do it all for uh this week's podcast i think we had a pretty pretty cool show lots of lots of things to discuss if you want to head on over to the facebook page and join us we'll be happy to talk about whatever it is that you would like to talk about um don't forget our youtube channel where we've got nightly live streams or almost every night about great jrpg uh games 
Uh, we would like to thank Matthew, Philip, and Lost Guy. There are new subs this week on YouTube and our new Facebook friend, Jeff. Thank you so much for uh, supporting us and giving us a like over there. That's awesome stuff to say the least. So join our communities over there and uh, we will truly appreciate it. Don't forget. We do have listener support as well. If you head over to anchor on the anchor app, you can find the best way to do that. I would truly appreciate any support that you guys were wanting to give and making this a awesome weekly podcast and uh in the future we're going to be doing the youtube stuff it's just a matter of time we've i've kind of dabbled in it a little bit just don't have the time i'm thinking here in a month or so when the kiddo goes back to school i'm going to have a lot more time for projects like that but that'll wrap up episode 68 of the jrpg report my name is james fisher thank you so much for tuning in uh check back with us next week if you haven't noticed we've been kind of going towards more of a Thursday format that just seems to work out a little bit better. And I don't miss as many stories. That's really frustrating when something pops up, you know, the day or an hour after you record and uh, <laughs> you, you feel like you've really missed, missed something. And it's an old story by the time you get to next week. So we're probably looking more at a Thursday release schedule, at least in the meantime, we'll see how that goes. And uh, that'll give you something to listen to over the weekend and maybe power you through the first of the next week. But guys, until next time for the JRPG report, my name is James Fisher. Thank you so much. And until we talk again, get back out there and level up.